writing in literature around hunting can be really enriching to read as a hunter and as an outdoorsman because it really provides us a perspective with how hunting used to be long ago and it really allows us to see into the past so that we're able to kind of get an idea of where hunters were where their mindsets were and really what they what they prioritized in the process of their hunting adventures so what i wanted to put together today for you guys was kind of an outline of how to journal your hunts and and what to consider as far as journaling your hunts and you know, really just recording your notes. So I wanted to put together this outline today and just kind of just discuss what, why, why I think it's important that all hunters should have some kind of journal that they keep. So something that just kind of keep notes and something that's going to allow them to go back and look at some things from previous hunts. And I think, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode today. So Thank you guys for returning for another episode of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. I believe this is, we're on episode 12 now. So we really got this thing, got this thing rolling along here. So if you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes, then please go back and do that. Cause I've had some pretty amazing guests on the show so far. I've had guys like Jeremiah Dowdy. He was on last week and we discussed all types of things around wild game cooking and just really the mentality that hunters should have around hunting and you know really the just kind of embodying the the whole the whole experience of the hunt and enjoying the entire hunt so i had him on last week and we had a really good conversation be sure to go back and check that out i've also had guys like cody brown i've had guys like colin cottrell um i've had some really really good conversations with some really awesome guys who have who are really making an impact in the hunting industry and and they're doing it in ways that aren't typically aren't typically looked at and there aren't typically celebrated in a way that you would usually see you know on, on social media you usually see on uh, YouTube or on you know any kind of outlet where where hunting is typically portrayed so they're doing it in ways that it's, it's really interesting and I definitely advise going back and checking out some of our previous episodes. But again, thank you for coming back for another episode of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. It's it's really awesome to be able to get some of the great feedback that I've been able to get from some of you guys that are listening to this and you know just seeing people out in the community and just getting messages on Instagram from people you know all over the place. Canada um, had some guys in uh, uh, Arkansas, Indiana. I've had people from all over the place, Alabama, uh, California. I mean, just, just about anywhere. And it's really neat to be able to get messages from people who are listening to the conversations that we're having and really cool to see, see how much of an impact. So I, I really do appreciate you guys listening and taking the time to, to have me in your ears for a little bit of time each week. And I'm, I'm glad that you guys are, are enjoying what you're listening to. So again, thank you. If you haven't subscribed to the Rise Kill Eat podcast and go ahead and do that because I'm really excited about where the where the future is going with this thing. Um, got some really cool guests lined up. I know I say that often, but so far I, I've, I hope I've been able to deliver on that promise. But I think I think I have, and I'm definitely planning on keeping that thing going. So keeping some good guests going and um, making sure that you guys are enjoying enjoying what you're listening to. It. But today I, I do not actually have a guest. Today it's just going to be me talking. And again, I'm going to get into kind of how to journal hunts and really just the importance behind journaling hunts and that kind of thing. So 
just one quick announcement before I get into it. Um, if you guys go back and listen to episode 10, it was a couple of weeks ago. We list, I had Colin Cottrell on from the Activate the Hunt podcast. So Colin's got a good podcast over there for new and veteran hunters, all about, you know, kind of the educational side of hunting. And it's a podcast that's really devoted around the idea of being a better hunter. So go check his podcast out. And um, he just recently started a online group. And it's really interesting. I've, I've been part of it since uh, for, for a few weeks now, and it's been really enriching and it's been a really good group to be a part of. And I'm really excited that I've had the opportunity to be able to do that. And if you are interested in checking out the digital campfire that Colin is hosting through Activate the Hunt, then you can go to jointhecampfire.com and you can request some more information there. Um, if you decide to go ahead and, and punch in the ticket and join the digital campfire, then use code RKE. So if you use promo code RKE at checkout, it really helps us out quite a bit. And I, so if you use promo code RKE, so that's RKE as in Rice Elite, use code RKE at checkout. It just really helps us out and it'd be very much appreciated. So go ahead and check out the digital campfire at jointhecampfire.com. And again, check out what Colin's doing over at Activate the Hunt. That's activatethehunt.com there. All right, so without further ado, let's get into what I want to talk about today. So I really wanted to break down what a hunting journal looks like, the whole purpose of it, why it's important for us to do it, and that kind of thing. I mean, there's so many hunters that we look at historically that kept hunting journals. They kept they kept journals of a lot of things, but they prioritized hunting and they cared about hunting enough. I know it was different times and hunting had a different had a different life around it in itself, but they prioritized writing down their hunting experiences enough to actually keep a journal of it. And I, that's something that I don't think we see a whole lot of nowadays because we have so many different outlets that we can keep. I mean, we have social media, we have YouTube where we can make basically essentially video versions of a journal so i mean we have all these different avenues that we can use to share our experiences and to share the whole hunting whole hunting uh experience for us so we don't really see a whole lot of the the journaling that we did you know maybe 100 years ago 200 years ago from i mean guys like theodore roosevelt kept hunting journals um Otto leopold i mean the conservation writer himself Otto Leopold, his whole life's purpose was around writing about wildlife and writing about uh, wildlife conservation and hunting in itself. So, I mean, these these guys, these legendary guys that we look back on now and think and we're really thankful that these guys really stepped up and prioritized writing because it gives us uh, something to read now. It kind of gives us a perspective into what hunting was like and how things were kind of done back in their time. So, I mean, it's really, really neat to be able to go back and read those kind of things. So that's really what I want to, want to kind of lay out for you here. So it's, it's beneficial for ourselves to record this info. I mean, I've got a hunting journal that I keep up with now. I started it, I don't know, I, I guess it was maybe a little, little under a year ago. And it's something that I just recently went back and read some of the stuff that I wrote down from back in September and back in October. And it was really invigorating for me. It was really nice for me to go back to and read 
some of the things that I had wrote down because it was, there were things that I had forgotten about and I was able to kind of relive those hunts and be able to relive those things that I had experienced. It could have been a hunt as slow as, you know, just sitting there and maybe seeing a doe or just sitting there and really seeing nothing, just sitting there in my thoughts and just kind of jotting some things down. And it's really invigorating to be able to go back and relive those hunts through my own writing and through my own words. And it really puts me back in the mindset that I was in during that time. A big motivator for me to kind of start journaling my hunts and kind of start writing my thoughts down while I'm on hunts and that kind of thing was, I think I had heard somewhere, I don't remember who it was, uh, but they, they had mentioned how they write down all of their hunts. They, they journal down what they experienced and that kind of thing. And it really, it kind of, kind of motivated me to do that because my grandfather, he was a, he was a big hunter. He enjoyed getting outdoors and going out into the woods and hunting. It was real in the squirrels. Uh, he liked turkeys a lot too, deer, of course, but, um, he, he never kept a hunting journal. And I thought, you know, it'd, it'd be really neat to be able to have something in his own writing, in his own words. And he just something that was able that I was able to read and experience the hunts and experience what he was seeing, that kind of thing. And, uh, and it's something that kind of motivated me to get started so that I can share that to my kids and I can share that with my family and share that with my friends and, you know, my grandkids and great grandkids way down the road. So it, this was, uh, something that, that I really wanted to start and I've been doing it, like I said, for just under a year or so now. And it's been, it's been a pretty good experience so far, but having a journal out in the woods with me and being able to journal and jot my thoughts down after the fact, after a hunt, it just allows me just to kind of get in my own, own world and observe the things that are around me really have that objective perspective of things that are going on around me and just kind of get lost in my thoughts of how everything is related. I mean, I'm, I'm a hunter sitting out in the woods out there pursuing something that is also living that's trying to avoid danger. And meanwhile, they're, they're eating leaves. They're, they're browsing, they're, uh, eating things off the ground that other animals are also eating. It's just, it's just an incredible experience just to sit out there and kind of see everything working all together. And the thing is like, if, even if you weren't there, those things are still going on. So it's just, it's just really neat to be able to just kind of sit there in your own world and just jot things down kind of jot what you see, go back and read it later on and, and be able to, to, to relive those situations again, even whenever you're sitting in your living room, sitting on the couch, you can relive those situations and kind of go back to where you were at that time. So just, I jotted a few things down here for how to actually go about executing the journaling of a hunt. Again, this is something that I definitely recommend. It's something that I have started and something I continue to do. I'm looking forward to being able to do it for a full season this year. And it's going to be I think many, many years down the road, it's definitely going to be worth the work that's gotten into it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So so if you're wanting to get into journaling your hunts, if you're wanting to write down your hunting experiences for the purpose of going back and looking at them later on, find yourself a good, durable journal. I mean, you can get these 
for very inexpensive. I mean, less than $10. Get yourself a good journal that's going to be durable. It's going to last you a long time and only use that journal for the purpose of writing down hunts. Don't use it to jot down phone numbers or, you know, notes for whatever purpose other than recording of your hunting experiences. So just use it for that purpose and use it for that purpose only. You don't want that thing getting jammed up with all kinds of other information because then it's just going to get thrown away and it's going to be pushed aside. So pick a journal, make sure it's a durable one, make sure it's one that you're going to want to keep around, make sure it's small enough to fit into uh, a pack easily. So if you're out hunting again, if you want to take it out with you while you're out hunting, sitting in a blind or a slow day in a tree stand, and you want to get that out, write a little bit, make sure it's small enough that you're able to fit it in your pack, but also big enough that you're able to write on it comfortably. So selection of a journal is a big, big deal. And it's a very overlooked thing. I think it's a very underrated part of the, the journaling process. I've got one. I, I don't, I don't know what the size of it is, but it's big enough that I'm able to write comfortably, but also small enough that I can take it and put it in a backpack if I need to. So again, choose a journal, make sure it's durable, make sure it's comfortable. All right. So every time I go out on a hunt or every time I go out on a scouting trip, even trail cam checks, I'm going to record what happened on that experience with a brief summary. I want to add in brief summary because for the purpose of if you are writing down every single detail, every time you go, you're going to get burned out. So just keep a brief summary. Even if you want to write a lot, don't do it as much. Don't do it very often for the purpose of avoiding burnout. So again, every time I go out on a hunt, hunts are the biggest one. Every time I go out on a hunt, I'm going to include the date. So the day that I'm out there, uh, the time of day that I'm going. So if it's morning, afternoon, evening, uh, I'm going to include what the weather's like. So looking back on, looking at them right now, looking back on a few of my, uh, days from October, I included like the temperature. So it's 50 degrees and what the wind's doing, or is it raining? Is it calm? Is it nice out? I mean, is it sunny? So include the weather. Cause I mean, that, that can also kind of give you a look into the next year's hunts because you're able to kind of see how deer reacted or whatever animal you're hunting, what you're able to see how that animal has reacted during certain weather patterns at this particular, at a particular time in the year. So record the weather now. That's, that's actually a, I feel like is a pretty important aspect of it. And then finally I will include the location. So the location of where you are. So so is it Billy Bob's farm down the road? Is it, you know, Aunt Susie's farm? So, I mean, include the location of where you're hunting too. Because this, again, if you are fortunate enough to be able to share this with family members, especially, you know, decades down the road, they're, they're going to see, be able to look at these places and probably be able to look at these places up on a map and be able to see where your feet have stepped in pursuit of, of animals. And I think it's a really neat thing to be able to share people so definitely include include the location in which you're hunting all right and then of course the the next part is just the right i mean it's going to require some work it's going to require a little bit of a commitment and devotion but at the end of it it's going to be worth it for sure because like i said i was going back just the other day and reading some of my stuff from last year and it was uh it was really neat to be able to 
sit there and read some of my own thoughts and being able to go back and relive some of those hunting experiences. So just sit down one, you know, in the evening after, you know, put the kids to bed, sit down in the evening and just spend 10, 15 minutes just to go write down your thoughts on, on your hunts for that day or the scouting trips for that day or the trail cam checks you did that day. Just kind of jot them down and just give yourself a little bit of a, of a head start for the next season. Cause when you go back and look at them, you're going to have kind of an idea of how animals were patterned during that specific time of year. I usually try not to wait on writing down my summaries or the notes too long because you want to make sure that your memory is fresh. So make sure that your memory stays fresh. And usually I, I try to sit down either the same day, like that evening, like I said, or maybe even the next day, you could probably push it back to the next day and still keep it fresh, but don't wait too much longer than that because you want to make sure that those memories stay fresh so that you're able to jot down accurate information and you're not misremembering things that either did happen or didn't happen. So just do it quickly. And like I said, just give yourself a a brief summary of what all went down that day on your, your scouting trip or your hunt or whatever you went on. All right. And the next thing I've kind of alluded to this a few different times, but occasionally just go back and read it i mean i'm looking forward to here in the next i don't know even next year you know three years four years five years decade down the road and going back and reading some of the things that i'm writing down now i'm it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how i have evolved as a hunter myself and as i've learned things as i've grown as a hunter as I, as i've been able to get better as a hunter myself and i'm looking forward to kind of seeing seeing that pattern, seeing how I progress in not only my, my writing, but also of course my hunting ability. So occasionally go back and read it and try to find things that, you know, you thought you did good, try to find things that you thought you could have improved on and just kind of just go back and read it. And this just allows you to reflect on hunts that you've had in the past. It can provide you with information that you may or may not have remembered from the previous year's or even the year prior. So go back and refresh your own memory and reread that thing every once in a while. And kind of the, the last thing I wanted to mention here was once you get that thing filled up, go ahead and get you another one. Go ahead and get you another journal and just keep writing because the whole idea of this eventually is to pass it down to future generations. Like I said, I wish that my grandfather had kept at some kind of hunting journal and maybe he has, and I just haven't been able to find it or anything, but I wish that he would have kept some kind of hunting journal just so I could go through and just kind of put myself in his boots. I can kind of put my, I can live his hunting experiences and his experiences in the woods out experiencing God's creation in the pursuit of the outdoors and pursuit of wildlife able to put myself in his situation and being able to live his experiences of hunting and live his pursuits of the outdoors. So I kind of wish he had that. And, um, and that's really what motivates me to really get into, to be a passionate writer in terms of filling up my own journal so that I can pass it down to my son and my daughter and their kids after them and their kids and so on and so on so that it stays in the family and it can go down to the next generations and hopefully inspire future generations of hunters and future generations of proud 
outdoorsmen and sportsmen. Uh, and it's just, just what really motivates me to kind of do this. And I'm looking for, I'm hoping that one day, whenever I'm 80, 90 years old, that I'm able to hand them over, you know, several, <laughs> several dozen hunting journals from my years of hunting and fishing and getting out to the, to the outdoors. So just pass them down and just, just let them, let them read it. So if you've already got some going just keep going, because I mean, those journals that are in your handwriting and in your experiences are they're priceless. So pass those down to the next generations and let your family read those. Let your friends read those because these hunts are ones that only you can experience. These are unique to each person. So no two people are ever going to have the same exact journals. They're not going to have the same exact perspectives and experiences while they're out hunting. So record your thoughts. I mean, you're, you're a unique person. So record your thoughts, record your experiences and just share those because it's, uh, it's only one time that we get to walk on the, this side of this earth. So might as well enjoy it and, you know, share our experiences with those that we love. So just kind of recap and as we, everything that I just kind of went through there. So just to recap for today's episode, again, just find you a journal and just get to writing. So give yourself a brief summary at the end of each year hunting trips at the end of each year scouting trips and just give yourself a brief summary so don't spend too much time on writing because again you want to avoid burnout because the the idea is the longevity and the consistency and the the duration over time of how long you keep this this journal so just stick with it because it's going to take time it's going to be a commitment but at the end of it it's going to be worth it because you're going to be able to share this information, be able to share your experiences with your friends and with your family later on in life. So just find you a journal, make sure it's a good, durable journal that's going to last for many, many years to come and just write. So just sit down at the end of your uh, hunts, sit down at the end of your trips, your scouting trips, and just, just share your thoughts. Just write. Also just include details that you do not that do not require much effort to write. So things like, you know, the date, uh, location, weather. So I think the weather is an important one. Observation. So one of the things that I wrote about from this past turkey hunting season here in Kentucky is that on opening morning, I was sitting at the base of the hill and it was right as the sun was coming up, had quite a few toms that were gobbling on the roost. I was uh, close enough that I heard them come down and the hill that I was sitting at the bottom of, I could see three toms with big long beards walking across the crest of the hill with the sun in the background. So the sun hadn't quite come yet up yet. So it was kind of that orangish pink color with the sun in the background and just kind of seeing their silhouettes as they walked across the top of the hill. That's something I wrote about in one of my journals because that's an experience that I was the only one there to experience it at that time. It was just me and those Toms that were sitting on top of the hill. So nobody else is going to have that experience that they can share with anybody else. I mean, sure people are, have probably experienced that before in other locations, but at that moment on that date in that time, I was the only one that had that unique experience moments like that, that are really unique and that really, allow people who are going to read our journals later on in life 
to experience those those types of things because I'm telling you that that was that was an image that I'll never I'll never forget just because of the the beauty in in the whole in the whole picture. So it was just a it was a great experience and it's one that like I said I was the only one there to experience it sitting there leaned up against a tree seeing these toms walk across the crest of a hill with the the orange pink sun or sky in the background it was just absolutely beautiful so those types of things record those things share those for future generations all right again last point go back and read the journal on on occasion this is just gonna allow you to relive hunts keep you in the mindset of hunting and just really really motivate you to keep going i hope it does at least so thank you guys for listening today i appreciate you taking the time to time to listen to this um if you're a faithful supporter of the podcast thank you so much i I really do appreciate the feedback that i've gotten um if you haven't left us a rating please do that because again you've probably heard me say this every single time but ratings are how podcasts get their momentum going so we're still fairly new where this is episode 12. So the faster we can get the momentum going, the more ears we can get into and the much better that this whole, this whole experience would be for everybody. So I appreciate the support I've gotten so far. Uh, you guys are awesome. I, I really do, really do appreciate that. So if you haven't checked out RKE Field, so RKE Field is the brand that this podcast is centered around. So check out RKE Field on Facebook. You can also check us out on Instagram. That's at RKEAfield. And also on RKEAfield.com, we have our own website. And on the website, you can check out all of our merchandise. So we got some some shirts on there. got a couple of hats on there. And we got links to some of our partners on there. Um, again, Activate the Hunt with Colin Cottrell. He, his, his podcast and his website links are on there. So go through, check those out. And... Be sure to leave us, again, leave us a rating and leave us a review if you feel so inclined. So I, we had a couple of good reviews on there last time. And if you left a review, those definitely don't go unread. So I'm, I, I check those quite often and I really do appreciate, again, the feedback. I know I keep saying, but I, I appreciate the feedback. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and be sure to share the news with anybody that loves God, freedom, and the great outdoors of what we're doing here on the Rise Kill Eat podcast. So thanks again and have yourselves a great day.